0: Tonight, I, I, almost as a way of intro for conversations of Jesus, I want to conversations with Jesus. I want to look at an interaction that Jesus has with. I, I guess a quite an unusual interaction, and, and we'll get to it in a moment. We're going to be reading in Luke, um, but I've called this, this this evening. I've called it thinking outside the circle. Turn the person beside you and say, outside the circle. Outside the circle. We're going to get we're going to get we're going to get uh, interactive this evening, whether you like it or not. So we're going to do that. If you're online, I hope you turned the person on the couch beside you and said, thinking outside the circle. I won't know, but Jesus will. So, no, joking. Let's not go down that path. Um, Great. Off to a great start. Hey, great. Hey, I don't know, I'm sure we're all a part of a circle of friends, right? You know, I think in our life, we have lots of different circles. I remember one of my circles that is is probably slightly cringy, reflecting on it, but I'd like to share it with you for your benefit, okay? It's something that's revealing about myself, but I think, you know, maybe you might relate to this, and it was when I was in high school, in in youth group, we had a very tight-knit circle of friends, and it was limited to five people, no more. And it wasn't because we're exclusive or clicky. It was just because only one of our friends had their piece. Um, And so we had one car. It was limited to who was in it. There was actually a sixth member of our group, but they were kind of like, the ring in, just if there was a spare seat. All right, you're in for tonight, but don't you go thinking you're a part of this. And uh, so we had our little circle again. It wasn't because we didn't like them. It was just we're limited, right, by, by by our Corolla. Now I said it's it's revealing, okay? I'm I'm being open with you guys. I might like, oh I'm gonna be cut. And, and so anyway, it was pretty, it got worse though. We went on a surf camp. And, uh, and we decided we really wanted to solidify our circle, so we made friendship bracelets. Um, now, you'll all be disappointed to hear, I thought I still had my friendship bracelet. I could not find it before this evening. Um, but I'll describe it to you. Slater, who was also a part of this group, by the way, so don't just hate me, hate Slater too. Uh, <laughs> now, our group, we called it the crew all right i know it's cringy it's cringy and we made little bracelets that said crew as like proof of proof that you're in the in the club kind of thing and you know we we thought we were pretty cool and we we cruise around in my friends corolla um, with the music pumping as loud as we could you know we were lapping on thursday nights we were we were doing it all we were having a great time um and it kind of made me think it kind of got me thinking i suppose as i was reflecting on it because it was it was a pretty set circle and it made me think how actually you know, I'm a part of a whole bunch of circles in my life. Um, yeah, the people that I work with in my work circle or people that I know from school. Uh, when I lived in Taiwan, people were like very specific about the circles that they had. They had friends like, oh yes, he's from my grade 8 friendship group. And it's was like, so he's not just your friend? No, it's very specific, grade 8. They're my grade 9 friends. They're my grade 10 friends. And, and I thought about this and I thought, you know, it's, it's kind of true. In, in life, we all have different circles. We'll operate in different circles, whether it is your school friends, your church friends, your family. It might be your work colleagues. It might be your work friends. You know, the people at work that aren't just colleagues. It's like you actually, you send each other memes and stuff every once in a while. Um, we, we all operate in different circles. And, and I really believe that We're called to be influential in every single circle that we find ourselves in, that that our faith should not just be kind of present and visible on a Sunday, but we should actually live the kind of lives, no matter what circle we're operating in, that people look and they say, there's something different about that person. And and so this evening, what I really want to look at is as Jesus and Jesus's circle. All right, so we're going to look at this, this crazy kind of interaction that happens Luke, where two circles collide and crazy things happen. So, we're going to read from Luke 7, verse 11, Jesus' circle. I'm sorry if the notes don't totally mess up, match up, because I may have changed things (laughs) since they got it, but they're doing great so far. So far, it's awesome. Um, We're going to go to Luke 7, verse 11. So, it says, Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. So here we kind of see Jesus, he's got his circle, right? He's got his disciples, which the Bible actually kind of calls his inner circle. Like they're the people he's close with. So it's like that's his life group, right? It's the guys that he's intentionally discipling, that they're intentional about growth, which we love here at New Hope. If you're not in a life group, check out a life group. They're amazing. Um, He's got his inner circle. And then he's got everyone else kind of in this big crowd that's following him and i kind of want to paint the picture here right cuz all well, these people have they've seen jesus do something or they've maybe they've seen a miracle maybe for some of these people jesus has actually done a miracle in their own life. And there's something about Jesus that's caused them to say, I don't want to just show up and see this guy on a Sunday. I actually want to go on a journey of following him. So we've got Jesus' circle. And I can imagine it's, it's probably a bit rowdy, okay? If you read, kind of, read about the disciples and, and, and his followers, they're a rowdy kind of bunch, okay? He, he like didn't get all these like well-trained scholars. He's basically like got these rough fishermen off the side of the lake and he's like, yo, come follow me. Um, and they're pretty stoked about it. So I can imagine... It's a bit of a party that's cruising down the street, right? Cruising down into Nain. People are celebrating. People are excited. There's a sense of expectation of like, man, what's Jesus going to do next? Like, can you imagine that? They're like, whoa, he just made this dude walk. Let's follow him and see what's going to happen next. Who knows? So there's this sense of expectation. I can imagine this vibe that's just like full of hope, full of joy, full of excitement. Sounds a little bit like a 6 p.m. service, if I'm honest, right? Right, right. People showing up expectant, they're ready, they're hopeful. Like I said, when we're singing songs like that tonight, people who are leaning in and they're like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Jesus, if you're not in it, I don't want it, man. This is, yeah. this is the kind of people that were following Jesus. It's an exciting place to be. Then something really interesting happens. They run headfirst into a very different circle. So just picture the vibe of Jesus' circle, right? Man, people are praising God. People are like, wow, we've seen Jesus do miracles. If they haven't seen it, they're like so intent on seeing it that they're following him. Like, so it's, it's, it's really happening. And then it says in Luke 7 verse 12, the next verse, as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a large ta- uh, crowd from the town was with her. So, Can you just, just think for a moment this, this mother's circle, how different yeah. to Jesus it is. And it's like, the story just goes from bad to worse. Like, there's a dead body and it's this lady's only son. And actually, she's already lost her husband. Like, that's a pretty, I, I can't imagine what the atmosphere must have been as that was happening. And trying to research it a little bit, kind of what they did back in those days around funerals and stuff. It was like, if... if if, the a wife, uh, sorry, if a lady didn't have a wife, sorry, if a lady didn't have a husband or a child, it was like the town would come together to kind of support them because someone had to carry the body. Um, so can you, can you just imagine this person that's been a part of your community and, man, they suffer this massive loss, and then they suffer another huge loss. I'm just trying to paint the picture of, man, that's it's not a fun kind of crowd to be a part of. Who's in the circle? It's, it's people who are heartbroken. It's people who are sick. I mean, it's literally someone who's dead. And people who are sad, people who are depressed. Maybe you can even kind of relate to those kind of people. I don't know, maybe in some of your circles, there's people that actually sound a little bit more like the people in the mother's circle. People who are a little bit hopeless. People that feel a little bit lost, purposeless, visionless. Maybe thinking, what's next? And they're approaching each other. And I can imagine just everyone thinking what's going to happen next? Like, this is not like they just walk around the corner and they're like, oh, bam, they're there. Like, they're coming from a long way off and they're seeing this funeral procession coming out of the town. Uh, Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you're just walking down Margaret Street outside Grand Central, all your mates having a good time, just been at church, and here's this funeral procession coming up the the street. And it's like, man, what's going to happen? Like, are they just going to kind of, step aside and you know kind of a moment of silence as it passes by like I mean I can imagine it's a bit of a vibe kill to be honest like you got all this big party going on and it's like oh but maybe even some people are thinking okay well we've come to see what Jesus is like like here's here's an opportunity it's pretty crazy what happens when they meet it says in Luke 7 13 to 15 it says when the Lord saw her his heart went out to her can we just stop for a moment how much like Jesus is that he sees her, he sees her pain. That's so Jesus. He sees the one in a big crowd. Even in a, in a big crowd like that's here this evening, he actually sees you. Yeah. He sees your pain. So Pastor Slater preached an incredible message on that um, last week, I think it was, how how God actually feels your pain. It's so personal and individual while still caring about the whole. Yeah. So his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Then he went up to her and touched um, the beer they were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. I mean, wow, praise God for that, right? Isn't that an awesome story? I think we can praise God for that. Come on, raising the dead. That's pretty incredible. It's basically saying, hey, even if your situation is as hopeless as death, there is still hope in Jesus. But what I love about this story is that, that Jesus didn't just let this one slide. He didn't just let this other circle slide on by. He actually engaged these people in their brokenness, in their pain, in their darkest hour. He said, you know what? I'm not just going to let this one slide by. I am going to go and be impactful. I'm going to go and actually do a miracle right in these people's darkest hour. And I think that that's really, that's our message as a church, right? Side note, that there is always hope. And I want to encourage you, as we're interacting with people in our different circles, let's be bearers of hope to the people around us. Jesus sees the need. He sees the need. And I love what it goes on and it says, uh, in Luke, sorry, 7 verse 16 and 17. It says they were filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. Like no dirt, he just raised this dude from the dead. Uh, and they said, God has come to help his people. What a powerful message. What 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 if people knew the church as as the image bearers of a God who has come to help his people? And it says, this news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. I love this picture. It's like Jesus comes in in a big crowd, in a big circle of people that are, that are down and depressed. He sees the need. Of the one. He cares about the individual and he does something that impacts the corporate. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus cares for us individually, but he cares for us together as well. And I'm excited for this year, hey. I'm excited to see us grow personally and corporately as a group, as a body, because I think that's what Jesus does. He works in the heart, he cares on the individual, but at the same time, he can shift the atmosphere in a whole room. It says they were all filled with joy and praised God. Jesus' circle mixes with the woman's circle, and they're filled with joy. I think that's so powerful. And, and what I want to just spend this last couple of minutes exploring, I just want to look at the difference of Je- what was different about Jesus' circle, and how can we apply that to our lives and the way that we interact with the people in our circles. Are you ready for that? Does anyone want to make a difference in their life? Just a just quick poll. We've got people that want to live influential lives. Great. I thought so. I knew that was the case. But just checking, okay? Just remind you. How do we go about living our lives in the circles that we find ourselves in? And I'd love, as I talk through this, if you could start to imagine, what are some of the circles that you mix in? What are the, some of the circles that you interact with? It could be, again, school friends. It could be around a hobby. It could be around something that you just enjoy doing. You might even be like best friends. Like my mom is best friends with everyone at this cafe that she goes to. Maybe that's your circle. It's just somewhere you're like, hey, I'm here. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's be a part of this. So a few thoughts from the story. The first thought is just that Jesus' circle is different. You look at those two circles, Jesus' circle is different. Jesus' circle, it's like there is something. Can you just imagine this? people moving through the country, joyful, expectant, hope-filled, ready for a miracle. There is something different about Jesus' circle. And, and I, just, just to make it clear, hey, we're a part of Jesus' circle here today. That's why I've made it is words, not was words. It wasn't his, his circle was like that. His circle is like that. And, and I think as a people, we got to learn to reflect how Jesus' circle really was. This is the circle of the 6 p.m. That's what we're talking about tonight. Okay, Jesus' circle is different. The Bible puts it this way in Matthew. Matthew five thirteen to 16. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are a light, to the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives out light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, you are called to be different. There should be something different about us when we're interacting in the circles that we're interacting in. It doesn't mean we have to be weird, okay? What it means, though, is we're, we're different. When people come in, and they're negative and they're talking down and maybe they're a bit hopeless. We're hope bearers. We are people that are peacemakers. We're people that love unconditionally so that people can only say, there is something different about you. Jesus' circle was different. It didn't let the, the pain slide by. It didn't let the the, the the difficult time. It didn't let the hopelessness pass by. It intervened right in that moment and it brought hope and, life. and and I'd encourage you. there's another scripture in the Bible which talks about like weeping with those who weep and mourning with those who mourn and celebrating with those who celebrate. Come on, you want to be a difference? It's not necessarily walking in and being like, we're going to raise this person from the dead. It's walking in and saying, hey, I'm here for you. I'm with you. I'm representing a God who loves you and who is for you. Come on, that's our job is to be different. We're part of the New Hope Circle, like I said, an amazing community of positive, encouraging people. And and I just wanted to take a moment to say, maybe you don't have a circle you feel like you can belong in. You can belong here. You are welcome to be a part of our circle. We love you. You don't have to believe to belong here. You don't have to kind of maybe have everything. Uh, You you don't have to, it's it's come as you are, is what I'm trying to say. You you don't have to believe to belong. It's come as you are. You are welcome. Welcome to be a part of our circle, and I can see why people would want it, because man, I work in on a Sunday night, and it's like I'm just encouraged. Yeah. People are like just speaking life. What a place to be. Think about an amazing community like that like this. It's faith. And it's joy, encouragement that people have, and and it rubs off. That's why I think it's so important to be present on a Sunday, you know. Um, Obviously, things come up, but man, I want to be around people who are encouraging me and who are speaking life to me and and who are encouraging me to go and be a part of my circle and to be a different, making a difference in my circle. And it's easy to be encouraging when everyone's encouraging. and, And that's where the challenge is, is, hey, some of your circles, maybe they're not encouraging. Maybe it's, it's, it's pretty hard just to stay positive yourself, let alone to feel like you're having an, an impact. But I encourage you, hey, you're called to be salt, uh, salt of the earth. You're called to be light. You're called to be a city on a hill. You're called to be different where you are in the circles that you're mixing in. I really believe that. God's called us to be influential in every area of our life. Joy bringers, peacekeepers, people of, who are passionate about life and the people that are in it. Not just in, our church circle. Let's never let it be just our church circle. Come on. The next thing about Jesus' circle is that I was, gonna, I was just about to skip a point, but I'll do it actually. Jesus' circle is open. That's why we've got to be, we can't just have our, our tight little circles like me and the crew. Never be like us and the crew, okay? Good memories, but never. If you didn't get the point of that story, that story was never do that, right? There's some stories in the Bible that are like that. The Bible's not saying this is cool. It's saying don't ever do that, okay? These people did that. Don't do that. Don't be the crew. Uh, don't ever have such a closed circle that it just becomes us four and no more. Jesus' circle is open. Jesus' circle, the criteria to be in Jesus' circle is, are you hungry? Do you want to see me do something in your life? Are you fed up with with how life's going so, so far? Would you come and experience something different? Other thing about Jesus' circle is that Jesus' circle is influential. Jesus' circle was... The thermostat, not just the thermometer, as it's been said. Jesus' Jesus circle wasn't just like, we're going to let this sadness go by. It's like, actually, we're going to change the atmosphere right here. We're going to change the atmosphere right here, and and I think there's something powerful when us as a people gather together. I think that's where we can actually set the temperature, and, and I think what God's calling us to do as a people, especially in our city in Toowoomba, or wherever you are online, but is to actually be a, a be a um, be a thermostat to actually set the level of expectation and hope and faith in our city and in the circles that we work in. That's what, what God's calling us to do, and I, I think. You know that's the, why it 's so important to keep our circles open is if, if, if I meet, um if, if I meet Tim and i 'm just like man he 's a really positive guy, and he 's really encouraging and you know he he doesn 't he doesn't always ride mountain bikes with me when he says he will, but he 's such an awesome guy, and I love him with my heart you know if i 'm in his world it 's easy for me to kind of maybe just write that off as his personality, but when I come along to something and i 'm like, hang on this this a bunch of dudes here that are all really different and unique, but they still seem to carry the same trends. They're all hope-filled, and they're all encouraging. It actually makes me question, is there more going on here than just, this guy's got a good personality? Come on, Jesus Circle was influential. We're called to be an influential people. We're called to set the level in the circles that we operate in. And I love you know Mission Sunday, obviously, today, and Pastor Chris I think spoke so beautifully this morning about, you know, what's written on that booklet tonight. Reimagine what's in your hand. Talking about looking at what's God given you and how can you use it to make a difference. Um, And i just add one more thing to that. What's in your hand? Reimagine what's in your hand. But tonight I want to challenge us to reimagine who's in your world. Who's God put in your world? Who's God put in your circle? It's not an accident that you find yourself rubbing shoulders with them. God's called you to be influential. And again, when we join together, man, we can make a difference. And we got a clip tonight just from the Philippines. And, you know, there was a big typhoon that went through there at the end of last year. And we put the call out, you know, to, to our community, and to our church saying, hey, we want to try to get some practical support on the ground for these people. We actually ended up raising $14,000, over $14,000. Oh, I know, praise God for that. Big clap for yourselves. Hey, that's amazing. And what we got tonight is just a clip of some people from the Philippines so would we just check that out Isn't that beautiful? Pastor Chris said something this morning that hit home. They're not stock images. They're the faces of people that literally what we gave as a community their lives were changed and touched by that because our circle decided, oh, you know what? We're we're, we're not a closed circle. We're an open circle and we're called to be influential beyond where we are just right here. We're called to be influential in the Philippines and um, that's not every person we support and that's already a lot of people and they all have circles that they work in. Man, talk about being influential. It's what mission is all about. It's deciding, you know what? I'm living with purpose. I'm living intentionally to make a difference. I think it's so good. Jesus Circle. It's different. It's influential. Yeah. Yeah. It's open. Yeah. There's always space for more. Yeah. And I guess what I really want to encourage us with this evening is, is to not keep your circles separate. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever been shocked when you added someone random on Facebook. Or maybe you just met someone kind of randomly and you had them on Facebook and have like a bunch of mutual friends. And it's like, Whoa. Like, how do you know all those people? And you kind of see like, man, people do have all these different circles. And and, and I think that's an awesome thing that that we should be actually kind of mixing our circles up a bit. I think what can happen is we we go to hang out and it's like, we kind of make a subconscious decision of I'm hanging out with my church friends. Or maybe if you've ever had a birthday party, you've probably experienced this where it's like, oh, I want to invite that work colleague, but they don't know anyone, so it would be awkward for them. So we kind of like limit it down to like which circles we're going to invite. But I think the picture that Jesus is trying to show us is that his circle doesn't have any boundaries. It's open. It's, come on, let's mix it all together. Let's, you know, when we're doing stuff, let's not just invite our church friends or our work friends. Let's, let's invite everyone. Let, let's invite everyone so that they can see, well, there's something different about these people. Who is around you that you can invite to meet Jesus and his crowd and his circle here this evening? Hangout, mixed groups, I love it. That's kind of our vision as a young adult movement this year is creating spaces that are easy to invite people into. Oh, yeah. and, and I guess what, we would, what, what I want to say to you is we're going to work so hard to make Sunday the kind of place that you can feel super comfortable inviting your friends to, even if they haven't got any kind of context of what's church or what is Jesus. That's why we're doing this series called Conversations with Jesus. Just looking at who Jesus is, we want to make it super easy. We also want to make a bunch of spaces that are just easy to invite. We're going to be kind of doing some stuff in the young professional space. So if you're in the corporate world, we're going to be doing some things where it's like about career development and stuff. Just ways that our circles can start to mix young moms and Gabe is doing an incredible job with the students at USQ. I think he's our online moderator tonight. So give it up for Gabe in the chat. He's he's getting a shout out. Doing incredible stuff, you know, just getting the students together, bring your friends, getting lunch, super low key, but these circles are starting mix. I think ingredients for a miracle. I want to shout out uh, Jordan Wisneski is here tonight. Let's shout out Jordan. Get out for him. He's doing incredible things. And with and with Lawrence as well, they've got this thing they're doing, like a car meet. It's super sick. They just meet meet out in the car park, and people bring their cars, and people interact. It's just the easiest thing. If you've got a friend who likes cars, it's so easy. Um, I'm not like a super car person. I'm a car person by proxy because my dad's a car person. So I can kind of keep a conversation going for 10, 15 minutes just bluffing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're into cooler. Yeah, sick. Um, I'm into cooler <laughs> things than you. Um, no. Uh, no, no, that's, that's a joke. Um, but I think it's really awesome because what they're doing is they're, they're creating a space where the circles can start to mix. And like we see in that story, when, when Jesus' circle starts to mix with another circle, Man, there's no telling what can happen. Yeah. Creating spaces for circles to overlap. I guess that's what we're committed to doing this year. Whether it's a barbecue in the park or a car meet in the, in the car park, circles overlapping. I want to encourage you. Come on, let's be those influencers. And this is my final encouragement to you. Sorry, I've gone a little bit over time. Um, it's in Matthew 22, 9 to 10. And I think that this should be our, our mantra going into this year. And it says, So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. I, I love that it says that. It's, it's obviously we would never be like, invite the bad people too. Like we're not looking at people like that. All right. We're beyond that. What the point of the scripture it's making is anyone Yeah, good, bad, no matter what you think of them, no matter what society may think of them, they're welcome. They're invited. There's a place for them. God wants to do something in their lives as well. So a couple of questions for us, hopefully just to help us apply as we finish. When was the last time you met someone new? When was the last time you met someone new? So maybe you think, oh, you know, I've got these people in my life and I've already invited them and you know, they, they, they weren't keen. I, I think you can keep inviting. People's hearts change over time. There's a thing called the parable of the soul, which talks about that. Um, but when was the last time you met someone new? I want, to, I want to challenge you. Maybe it's time to start meeting some new people. I've shared this story before. I recognized it in myself last year. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm, I've been sucked into the church circle. I only know people in the church circle. I have to be intentional about you know, pursuing some hobbies and stuff to actually meet some people that were new. An easy way, hang around for the after party. Join a life group. Uh, Start a new hobby, like I said. Start to meet some new people. Being intentional with the way you live in your life. Next question, are you being salt and light in all of your circles? Are you living in a way that's different? Maybe your co-worker might not be able to put a finger on it, on what it is, but but would they actually say, man, there's something different about this person. Maybe it's just that you're super encouraging, like I said. Are you living as salt and light in all your circles? Next question. How can you start to make your circles overlap? I just want to encourage you. to think about that. Man, what, what are some things I can do that can start to get my circles overlapping so I'm not just living in cliques and separate? I'm actually living where people are meeting. Who are you inviting be intentional, be creative. Uh, we, we were doing this when we were living in Taipei. I um, just wanted to, we wanted to meet some new people. So me and a guy started a, a, a basketball group. Now, I can't play basketball. Okay, I'm not really good at it. But just every weekend, people would bring in their friends, you know, and, and it's the, the, the circle started to mix. Final thought, who are you praying for? Just thinking about the people in your world. Who are you praying Would have an encounter with Jesus? Who are you praying would would, would come to find a relationship with Jesus? And and I want to encourage us, like, let's be specific. Hey, I I think it's really good to have some people that we're praying for. I've got got some friends I've been praying for a very long time. I'm not going to give up praying for them. I'm just going to keep being intentional. So I want to encourage us. Come on. Let's think outside the circle. Let's not just think of this here right where we are. Let's think about ways that our circles can overlap. And I think, man, I'm excited for this year as we kind of start to pursue a culture that's more open than ever towards Jesus and towards spirituality. Come on, I'm excited to see what happens in this space. Hey, would you stand with me? I'd just love to pray just as we, as we kind of conclude the service, wrap up this part anyway. Jesus, I just thank you for every person here this evening. Jesus, I pray that you would open doors of opportunity, that you'd help us to think creatively, that our circles would more and more start to reflect your circle. Circles that are open, circles that are different. Jesus, we just pray, I pray through your Holy Spirit that you'd empower people to live differently in a really practical and normal way, not as as weirdos, but as very genuine and very real in the way that they express their faith. And Jesus, we just pray that this year, that that this, this place would be so full of our friends, full of people from our circles, encountering you, coming to relationship with you. And just in this final moment, you know, like I said before, there's maybe some people here tonight, maybe you don't feel a part of a circle, maybe you've got some great circles. And just as we've talked about what's different about Jesus' circle, you're actually starting to feel like, that's a circle I'd be interested in being a part of. I'm not talking about joining a church or any of that. I'm talking about starting a relationship with Jesus, making a decision that I want to follow Him. I want to live my life like Him because I can see if everyone lived their life like Jesus, the world would be a better place. And so if there's anyone here tonight that would love to make that decision, I'd just love to encourage you. You can say something simple in your heart, just solidifying that decision, something like, Jesus, man, I want to follow you. I don't want to just live a life of, of meaninglessness. I want to live a life with purpose. I want to discover that purpose with you. You could say some words in your heart like that. And if you're making that decision this evening, Sarah and Geordie are going to come and tell you what you can do next.